shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. I'm Young Juan. And I'm Caitlin Darrow. Today on the show, we're discussing a challenging and very deep subject, which is depression and anxiety. Over 350 million people suffer from depression worldwide, and it's nothing to be swept under the rug. Yeah, although I haven't personally been diagnosed with depression, there are definite moments where I feel like the world is crashing around me. And after talking to friends in these rough patches, they always tell me like, oh, I've definitely felt that too at this point and that I'm not alone in my experiences. It's a really important topic and I'm really glad that we're discussing it here and especially since I've come back to co-hosting Yes, definitely, and so am I, just because depression and anxiety affects so many teens and even adults. Our global youth reporter, Ryan Sim, has some very interesting facts and solutions. Hi, Ryan. Can you tell us a little bit about global depression and what we can do about it? Okay. Hi, you guys. Hi. 350 million, more than the population of the United States, more than five times the number of square miles in the Pacific Ocean and more than four times the distance from the sun to the earth. It's hard to believe that over 350 million people suffer from depression worldwide. According to the World, Health Men- According to the World Mental Health Survey conducted in 17 countries, on average about 1 in 20 people reported having an episode of depression in the previous year. Depression leads to mental deterioration and at its worst can cause individuals to commit suicide which result in an estimated 1 million deaths each year. Surprisingly, even though there are known effective treatments for depression, less than half, or sometimes even as low as 10% in some countries, will receive access to this treatment. This is usually caused because of resource constraints in these developing countries like in Africa and economic barriers in the lower classes. Therefore, the problem isn't about the treatments and solving for finding these new treatments but getting these people these treatments. So to address this issue of depression, the World Health Organization passed a resolution in May 2012 calling for a more comprehensive and coordinated response to mental disorders on a countrywide scale. Furthermore, the World Health Organization established the Mental Health Gap Action Program which aims to help countries increase services for people with mental issues like depression by sending health workers that are specialized and they know what they're doing from the World Health Organization. Thus, 
Tens of millions of people are able to live normal lives, even in countries where resources are scarce. In our country, where we are far better off than most of the world, we should be grateful for the services we're able to enjoy. But we should also remember that some people still can't get access to the care that they need, and that they need all the help that they can get. People who are depressed aren't only dangerous to themselves at times, but they can also be dangerous to people around them. If you just think back to Columbine or Newtown, we see that people who are depressed can be a serious danger to the people around them. In the words of the World Health Organization, on an individual, community, and national level, it is time to educate ourselves about depression and support those who are suffering from this mental disorder. So, on a more personal level, what should I do if I ever get diagnosed with depression or if I know someone who is suffering from depression? Well, if you ever experience depression or if you know someone who is depressed, you should always seek support. Ask a responsible friend, adult, teacher, or counselor to help you connect with a mental health professional. Having depression doesn't mean that you're weak or crazy, and I think in our society, we have a lot of stigma around depression, and we like to sort of ostracize them, saying that they're crazy, they're weak, they're, they aren't able to control themselves. But honestly, depression can happen to anyone, and the sooner that you start treating yourself, the better off you're going to be. And I actually agree with what you just said about how we tend to have people who have mental illnesses, we tend to just kind of put them off or sweep them under the rug, like I said earlier in the show. And I think that's a really important message that we have to remember that they're people as well. And we just have to make sure that they get the help that they need. So instead of ostracizing them and trying to cut them off from society, um, I just think that's a really important point. And I'm really, really glad that you brought that up. We can actually talk about that again um, in a couple minutes, but I have a really important question, and I want to know what are the symptoms to look for when it comes to depression? Well, um, there are different cases of depression. Not everyone's depression is going to look exactly the same, but there are some telltale signs of depression that tend to carry across the board for basically everyone. Uh, they're going to be tending to want to isolate themselves. They'll maybe not eat as much, their sleep patterns are going to become different, and people will be able to just tell that, like, it's okay to be sad once in a while, but if these people who, nor they normally are their friends, and they can see that they're not as happy as usual, and it's going on for a really long time, then that's a time that you can see that depression is happening, and someone needs to step in. Yes, definitely. I totally agree with that. Now, have either of you guys ever seen people in your school maybe be ostracized for a mental illness or anything like that? I actually just saw the movie. It's called Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, it's amazing. Actually, Jennifer Lawrence is in it, and it was originally a book, and I read the book a little while ago, and the author is actually from New Jersey, not too far from where I live. Um, but what did you guys think about that movie, if, you, if you've ever seen that, or... Really just your reaction to that issue going on in our society. Uh, well, I never watched the movie before, but, and, but I have sort of seen people who get made fun of because of mental conditions that they might have. Normally, it's not for depression, though. It's for people who, you know, they might not um, have the sort of mental aptitude that other people have, so... 
some people sometimes make fun of them or imitate them and I think that's just really low to do I think that it's something that we should try and work towards and try and give make people have more of an open mind to people who are different from them and might not have the same sort of mental capability that they do yeah I feel like there's this um, like another stigma surrounding mental hospitals too like if you're there it's you're not supposed to be there you've done something terribly wrong it's like a place where you want to get out and I also remember the book and now it's a movie it's called it's kind of a funny story where this guy oh, who, yes, yes, yeah yes. Who I love that one perfect or like he gets into this really um, excellent program and everyone's like oh you're so smart you're so talented and he realizes that like with all these talented people all the time he's not that talented and so it's this whole story about accepting that it's okay to be like it's okay to not be as strong sometimes and hospitals are a place where you seek help I feel like that gets lost a lot yeah and what I really liked about that movie and the book actually I didn't read the book yet um I started it a couple years ago I never ended up finishing it though but what I really liked about it was that I think in the end it just showed that even if you are different just to accept yourself or who you are and it had a really, really important message. So I would definitely go check out those books and movies and really I think that overall we just have to keep in mind that people may be different than us but we have to accept them. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, we should accept people for who they are and their problems because everyone has some kind of problem going on. Yeah, and actually I just entered um, an essay contest a mm -hmm. little bit ago and it was talking about um, bipolar disorder and it's a little bit different from depression but, but again it's a mental illness and it was a question about how society treats those people and how we really do just push them aside and a lot of people... I think, at least in my town, a lot of people think that issues like depression or bipolar are something that's almost made up in a sense, and it doesn't really exist. But I think that we have to be a lot more accepting mm -hmm. and realize that these diseases do exist. Yeah. Um, it, there shouldn't be a stigma around yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like that's the same way for, like, ADHD, too. Like, a few, or not a few, but maybe, like, a decade ago, it was seen as, like, some kind of problem that was really unhealthy to have and these children were doing something wrong when it's actually just something that is kind of like a personality trait. So they're yes, not doing something definitely. wrong. So I feel like we should fix our world views. Yes, me too. And that's actually a really great note to end on. We are out of time for right now. Thanks for the insight and advice about the heavy topic, Ryan. Anyways, it is time for a break. I'm Caitlin Darrow. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juan. Last segment, our global youth reporter, Ryan Sim, shared information about how to ask for support for anxiety and depression. Now, our social networking reporter of Hashtag talks about all the internet reactions, may, how all the internet reactions may be contributing to our problems. Hi, Alex. It's nice to meet you. Hey, everybody. It's Alex Lee, your social networking reporter here on Voice America Teen Radio. My series is called Hashtag, which focuses on social networking and the effects of them. I'm a 10th grader from Lafayette, California, a competitive swimmer and a musician. Today on Hashtag, I'll be talking about why social networking can lead to depression and anxiety. So everyone seems to be surfing the web these days, especially on social networking sites. In fact, I think instead of saying that we're surfing the web, we're actually swimming in it. For those of you who heard my last show about cell phone abuse, you might recognize this next sentence. When we're on social networking sites, how much time do we really spend talking to our friends face-to-face? In a world where social networking sites spread news of new relationships and breakups, job gains and losses, or even news of life and death, it's easy to become overwhelmed. Websites such as Facebook help you keep up with friends and family, but you're realizing how easy it is to get sucked into the whirlwind of updates and data. We now live during a time when you can follow your friend's every move on his latest beach trip even if the only surfing you're doing is on the web. Think about it, bowling. Studies show that 56% of teenagers have been the target of a cyberbullying attack. What could this lead to? Obviously, in most cases, retaliation. But it could also lead to depression, anxiety, and in some major cases, suicide. But in light of suicide and other harmful things teenagers do because of social networking sites, the true source of this is not because of bullying, but because of depression. So today, instead of talking about how social networking affects depression, I'm going to talk about why social networking leads to and affects depression. Let's face it, using social media can stir up so many emotions, from happiness to depression and anxiety. Whether we're uh, subconsciously comparing ourselves to friends or feeling the sting of rejection, our emotions transcend the keyboard. Doctors and psychologists call this feeling social media depression. Facebook, for example, allows people to post pictures of themselves with their friends or family, and it also allows them to post about things that they're doing or about how they're feeling. You would know that Brian is going to Tahoe for vacation or that Nicole went to the beach with her friends. And not only can we see what they wrote, we can also see the pictures of them. Yeah, it's nice that they got, got to go on a vacation, but at the same time, it stirs up a little bit of jealousy and envy in our minds. This leads to depression and anxiety. Something we all have, but we just don't know we do. In my opinion, we'll never know we're depressed because of social networking because we're already trapped inside the depression. We're just too addicted to social networking that we don't even realize we're trapped. Withstand the social media depression. Make a stand and be heard. Try your best because it's a challenge you'll face once in a lifetime. Have you ever been bullied on Facebook or anything else like that? Um, yeah, I'm, of course. I mean, I can't really think of any of my friends that haven't been bullied on like a Facebook or something like that. And why do, you, why do you think teenagers are just so addicted to Facebook and things of that nature? Because I know personally I'm always checking my Twitter and Instagram and all those 
fun social networking sites, but I definitely do see the downfall of each of those websites. Well, I mean, who knows? Like, there's nothing better to do except to talk to friends and to, like, see pictures of them and, like, to know what they're doing and stuff. But, like, at the same time, Facebook can be useful, like, especially um, if you're talking about, like, homework or, like, plans to hang out or, like, especially if you're, like, on a sports team and you're planning, like, a reunion or something like that. And I know that you were mentioning how suicide is the last case scenario of the tragedies Facebook does, but has anyone ever actually committed suicide because of Facebook? Um, well, yes, unfortunately. And it's not because of Facebook. It's actually because of, like, the depression and, like, the bullying that leads, like, uh, to it. And there are plenty of people who made, like, my story videos on YouTube and stuff like that explaining their suicide story and posting it, like, a couple of days before they actually, like, kill themselves but, like, it's just so unfortunate to see these people, like, committing suicide because of things people say about them online. That is just really, really sad. And I have heard of these My Story videos. And I think that it's becoming really common, especially among our generation. And I guess it's just a way that some people feel they need to express themselves through that. But is there anything that we can do to help people who have suicidal thoughts? Um, yeah, of course. You just got to talk to them, you know, like... Let them know, like, why they're living and that there are plenty of things more to see later, especially later on in their life. Like, they're going to, like, get married, have a job, and, like, have a family, and, like, many more things later on. And if you, like, if you don't really feel comfortable doing that, just give them, like, a, like a hotline number. They're, I'm pretty sure there's a suicide hotline number, and it's open 24-7, and you could talk to, like, a real human who will, like, provide you with, like, comfort and support and, like, tell you, like, like what's wrong and like what's bad about suicide and stuff like that. And I know that you were talking about like other things that you've seen on the news, seen online, but do you personally know anyone that's being bullied online? Um, of course. Like, and the worst thing that's ever occurred to me was that one of my friends actually, uh, oh my goodness, suicide because he was getting bullied online and it was just heartbreaking. And like, I think our whole school had like attended the funeral and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was just really heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm so, so sorry to hear that. And hopefully teens can use your tips if they're personally being bullied online and your advice can really resonate to them and in the end you can help them. Um, and unfortunately, since that did happen to your friend, at least now you have that inspiration to go on and hopefully help others. So what can someone do if they find out that their friend is being bullied on the Internet? Well, like before, you just got to talk to them, you know, like let them know you care about them that you want to make sure they're living like a happy life and just like don't make it don't make it too obvious and just make sure that it's like being being just being a friend just being like a normal person person not just like a robot trying to like help someone like stop getting bullied and like trying to help them feel better and on youtube if you see a my story video what should you do like should you reply to it should you like call somebody or like what are some good tips for that um, well, especially if it's someone you don't know personally, you just, I mean, I would just comment on it just saying, like, why do you, like, just think about it one time and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's just, like, I don't know, like, if it's, especially if it's someone that you personally know, um, it's nice because you could just actually talk to them face-to-face. -face yeah. Go to their same school or, like, same church or something like that. 
Definitely, and I think that's really good advice, and hopefully everyone can keep this in mind if they know a friend that this is happening to, or even if it's happening to you yourself, hopefully this advice will really help you and resonate with you. Now, this is more of an interesting question, and it's more for people who are on the other side of the fence, and maybe they're the ones bullying people. So how do you fight the pressure to bully others if you're actually the bully yourself? Um, just had to think about like what's in my in my point of view, like what's the point of throwing words at other people that make them depressed or even commit suicide? Like like some people may think it's cool and like that you'll get like friends off of it, but like they're just stupid and they're just like thinking wrongly and bowling's just stupid in general and like you just gotta a happy place. So I have a, another question too from your personal experience, but after your friend um, committed suicide, did things change around your school, or was there more awareness of the situation? Well, yeah, um, I think we found like the source of the like of the bullying, like who was okay. actually. I think, uh, and I, we started a non bullying club. I think, and it's been, it's been really helpful lately, and we like added some like new like computer technology to okay. make sure. Yeah, it's always good that good things can come from bad events. Yeah, and I really do agree with that. And I think that now us teenagers, we're really growing up in a different time. Back in the day, there wasn't Facebook and YouTube and people didn't write their suicide notes online. So I think that now with the Internet, we almost have an advantage in a way because if people do post a video or if they do post a note about it, hopefully we can see it and call someone or tell someone. So what kind of technology can be added to help with depression and anxiety? Um, well, I just guess, like, maybe we could just, instead of, like, adding new technology, we could, like, take back some more technology and, um, just, like, limit the use of technology for teenagers in general. Yeah, I know. I actually serve on a youth council for an organization called the National Assembly on School-Based Healthcare, and right now they're working on launching a text line for teens because I know that a lot of people have call lines, and it's really easy to call somebody and tell them about the problem that you're having, but sometimes teens can't always pick up the phone and call. It's a little bit harder to express those thoughts through your voice. Sometimes it's a little bit easier just to type it or write it. So that's something that they're working on. And I think that's a really cool idea as well, having a text line opposed to a calling line. I think that both are really, really great. But I think that having a texting line would be a really cool um, type of technology to add that would help people who have depression or anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I also agree with that. And on a really quick note, Tumblr, I realized this a couple weeks ago, but they actually have a hotline Thing where you can just report suicidal comments and then the people there can figure out if they're dangerous or not. But these are great comments and ideas and we are really addicted to technology and don't even listen to our feelings anymore, which is causing this influx of risky behavior. And thank you so much for sharing all this information with our listeners, Alex. It is time for a break and we'll be right back. I'm Young Juan. I'm Caitlin Darrow. Visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check us out on Tumblr. We actually just mentioned Tumblr uh, at www.btsyaradio.tumblr.com.
didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Young Juwan. I'm Caitlin Darrow. Young Juwan is not only a host here on Express Yourself, but she's also our artsy gifts reporter. It's definitely hard to think about an artsy gift when we're talking about depression and anxiety, but leave it to Young Judative Ideas to share with us. Yes, I love gift giving, and it's nice to be back on the show as both a co-host and artsy gifts reporter. But before I talk about depression, I want to share some really exciting news that we BTSYA writers and reporters will be participating. We'll be on, we'll be at the 15th annual Pear Festival on September 28th at Moraga Commons in Moraga, California, sponsored by La Miranda Weekly, and we'll be there from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. when Lots of free activities and lots of books and enthusiasm. So come meet us because we can't wait to see you. All right. Anyways, on a more sad note, I guess, there are many reasons someone might be depressed. Family situations, falling out with friends, stress are all potential candidates for the source. I get stressed out really easily by academics family, even when making candy necklaces. Although this hasn't ever led to depression, it is if it was chronic stress, then it sure could. Today, I have some tactics and gifts to give the people around us who need it most. So number one is a really common thing that most everyone knows about but never does, and that's a stress ball. Does it ever seem that in the moments of stress, there isn't an easy solution? Well, that's true. There's no gift in the world that gets rid of all your problems forever. Over the years, I found that a stress ball is pretty much as good as it gets. Now, you might not have a stress ball handy-dandy at home, but it's really not that hard to make one. And I actually prefer the homemade stress balls compared to like the squishy little balls that you can buy at um, a, like a fitness store or at sometimes different companies just give you one. And all you need is a balloon, some flour, sand, and a pair of scissors. And homemade stress balls are super squishy and really fun to hold and squish. In times when you're stressed out, your hand can be kept busy and while not being detrimental to your health. And this is a great alternative for breaking things or biting your nails, which are two things that I do when I'm stressed. I don't even realize I'm like, cutting little pieces of paper with my fingers, but a stress ball has helped me conquer that. And number two is to take up a new hobby. And there's nothing like a new hobby to keep you occupied and on the road to recovery. It keeps your brain busy and boosts your self-confidence to learn something new. Whether that something is baking or sewing or running or tennis or gardening, the possibilities are limitless. If you have friends struggling with depression, the perfect gift 
is an opportunity and a new hobby. I've definitely given like sewing kits or gardening kits or recipe books or even sometimes a new pair of like tennis shoes to start running and all these things encourage a person to seek new opportunities and forget how miserable they are. And then third one is to keep a feelings note. And if you are really artsy and crafty like me, you can make your own note. Um, there's lots of tutorials online. And I call it a feelings note because it can help to track how you're feeling and why you're feeling that particular way. It's an exercise in perspective. Instead of viewing the situation in a cynical manner, see if you can understand what happened in a different way. Like, for example, if your mom, like, forgot to give you money for lunch. It's not because she hates you and doesn't want you to have lunch. It's just simply because she forgot. So if you're really having a negative strike of opinions, it's really helpful just to sit down and analyze how you're feeling and why you're feeling so sad sometimes. And this is not just for people who are struggling with stress, anxiety, and depression. It's a good activity for anybody. And if a friend is struggling from a tragedy, breakup, some rough patch in their life, the best thing that you can do is to be there for them. Give them all sorts of movies, books, their favorite foods to cheer them up. Listen to them and make sure you know, or they know, that they're not alone. Awesome, awesome advice. And those are really creative ideas um, that I never really had thought of before. So do you have any personal stories of depression? Well, I... Well... I have never been, like, depressed for a very long time, but there are moments, as I mentioned earlier in the show, where it does seem that my life just shouldn't go on. I feel like everyone has felt moments where they're really unsure about whether it's better to be alive or dead, and it's that moment where you really need someone there for you or something there for you, and I have have had... A couple friends struggle with this a lot, so I have always given them like little kits and little presents to keep them afloat, I guess. Yeah, actually, I have the same exact situation. When I was in middle school, one of my friends was going through a very, very rough, rough patch in their life after a death in their family. Yeah. And so... A couple weeks after, I just gave her little things that would make her smile. And it didn't even have to be expensive. Yeah. I remember one thing I gave her, I thought that it would just make her smile. I sent her a link to a YouTube video mm -hmm. that was really funny and it made me laugh. Or I cut out an article from the newspaper that was just really uplifting and reminded me of her. It's just the little things that your friends will appreciate if they're going through a rough patch. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to go out and buy them something that's going to cost your whole paycheck. It's really just the simple actions that they notice. Yeah, I wrote a lot of letters, and that also helps. Just reading something small that you can keep and hold. It, yeah, like you said, it does not have to be expensive. And most of the times, it is the small little acts that make you really happy. Like, on an unrelated note, it's like my couple years ago, and the thing I remember most about that birthday is like the friends hiding little gifts in my locker. It wasn't like the birthday party or any of the gifts that I got. It was mm -hmm. the little things that showed that my friends really did care about about me yeah actually at my school we decorate each other's lockers yeah. we'll put you know little trinkets outside of the locker <laughs> and I said no that's always the biggest deal and really laughter and smiling is just the best medicine if you're going through a hard time 
I think that those small things really show that you care for a friend. So just keep that in mind. And also journaling helps as mm, well. Yeah. If you journal or even blog, it okay. always helps to get your feelings out. Yeah. Now, what are some other tactics to get your life back on track? Yeah, like I mentioned, another like having a new hobby is a really great way to just feel like a new beginning and feel like a new start to something. Sometimes it just takes a lot of like ice cream and movie marathons to make yourself feel <laughs> a little bit better, but I do yeah. agree with that. And I think that some really, really good advice would just be to keep yourself so busy. You don't want to overwhelm yourself yeah. because that can get really stressful. <laughs> but like you said, taking up a new hobby I think is always really yeah. great. And just keeping yourself busy because then it won't give you time to think about hmm. whatever is nagging at you and whatever is bringing you down. Yeah, like one of my friends, she went through a really nasty breakup and she was really upset. And we, like all my friends, took turns like doing different things with her. Like I would like paint pots with her. Another friend would take her running. And we would just Aww. alternate to keep her busy and occupied. Yeah, and I think that especially if you take up a new hobby, let's just say running, for example, and you want to go and join your school's track team, I think that you're going to be feeling really happy about yourself. And yeah. if you end up dedicating a lot of time to it, you could even maybe win an award yeah. or possibly place in a competition, <laughs> and that just really boosts your self-esteem. Even if you don't, that's okay too. But um, I know one of my friends, she went through a really hard time, and she joined the basketball team, and now she's actually going to be captain this wow. year. Wow. It originally started, she just joined it as a way to keep herself busy. Yeah. And now it's really turned into a passion. So I think that it's a really good time for self-discovery. Mm -hmm. um, if you join a new hobby or join something new and really just throw yourself into it. Yeah, and I also really agree with what you said about joining a team of something. Because a team is such a great support unit that also uplifts you and keeps you busy at the same time. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I'm not sure if you do any sports, but every winter I'm on the swim team. I also do cheerleading and golf, and I love, love those teams to absolute <laughs> death. But the swim team is just something really special, and we're all so close, and we're literally like family. The swim season doesn't start until winter time, but I'm really, really missing them right now. <laughs> but we're all super, super close, and I'm really thankful to have a group and a community like that. Well, anyways, thank you so much, Young Jew. This segment was really, really interesting, and I hope that it eventually goes on to help someone. Yeah. It's time to go to break. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Jew on. I really do hope some of these tips do help. And when we return, we'll meet our very special guest. And during the break, visit our creative community at btsya.com. Express Yourself Teen Radio will be right back. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express 
express yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And I'm Young Juan. And in this segment, we have a special guest who's a vocal performer and a YouTube star. She's had lots of experience with depression as well, which is perfect for today's show. Her name is Jocelyn Smith, and what a voice she has. She's a 19-year-old studying local performance who likes to write vocal performance who likes to write her own songs on guitar and piano and she's studying at UC Berkeley and on her channel she uploads videos about music fashion fitness and motivation so please welcome her to express yourself hi guys hi Jocelyn how you became a YouTube sensation um I wouldn't say I'm a YouTube sensation I kind of just started for fun it was a hobby um, one day I was bored, I was 16, and I thought, hey, you know, let's just look at some videos on YouTube, and I thought, I can do that. I would totally do that. So I just continued doing it, and I never stopped, and I don't know, over years I've just gained subscribers. Oh, that's so much fun, and I'm actually a subscriber myself, no and so <laughs> I do like a lot of your videos. So why do you put videos on YouTube? I put videos on YouTube, um... Mainly, well, some videos are for my personal enjoyment. Just like I'd rather just post something on video on YouTube, like clothes or my opinion or something to express myself with an opinion or something that I'm feeling at the moment that I feel like I need to get off my chest. But um, also just to like help people because a lot of the times, like I feel like if I'm thinking it, someone else is thinking it and just not saying it. So I'll put it on there and see if someone else relates to it. It's kind of like an audience. Yeah. And did you ever find it hard to just speak to a camera? Because I tried making vlogs for my friend while I was out of the country and it was the most awkward experience of my life. Yeah. Sometimes it can be weird because like even though it's just like a lens, I know that people are going to be on the other side. <laughs> but it's really strange because like, I don't know, my family will be like walking by and I'll be talking into a camera and they'll just <laughs> give me a side glance like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You get used to it over a while. And I know I actually went to VidCon a couple weeks ago. I'm sure it's a YouTuber. You know what that is, a big YouTube gathering. And it was really funny because literally everyone was just walking around the convention center with, like, a camera in front of them. And it wasn't awkward at all. But I think that just walking down the street doing that, it would be a little bit weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest glances when I'm, like, vlogging on the street or something like that. But... <laughs> Totally. Now, what are some of your favorite ways to express yourself? I know you make the videos and you sing. So what are some of your favorite ways to do that since our show here is Express Yourself? Oh, my favorite ways to express myself. Well, probably, obviously, the first thing would be singing. It's my favorite form of expression. But right under that, it would be, like, dancing and visual arts. Um and then also like YouTube, just making videos. So sometimes I'll just take my camera and I'll be like, I have this cool story that I want to um, convey through a camera. And I'll just grab my friends and be like, all right, let's shoot it. So that's my favorite way of expressing myself, probably. And who are you inspired by? Ooh, a lot of people. Um, in a whole, as a like, as a woman. It would probably be like Angelina Jolie or say <laughs> or someone like that. Um, my mother, of course. Um, certain artists. Um, I can't think of any at the moment. I'm on. I'm on the spot. Oh, oh. Let me think. 
just certain quotes, I guess. Um, composers, Hans Zimmer, um, singers, Nina Simone. Yeah, certain, certain singers like that. A lot, of, a lot of musicians and stuff. Now, today's show is all about depression and anxiety, which are two really hard, hefty topics. And we were actually talking about YouTube earlier because we were saying how it really is a community on there. And there are a lot of people that maybe blog about their depression or hard times that they're going through. And then their viewers are able to relate and really get that help and advice. So what would you say to a teen who's going through a really rough time right now? Oh, my gosh. Um... But definitely, definitely. I know, and it sounds it sounds corny. Like it does get better, and that there, there you're not alone in it. And every everyone knows that. Um, at the time, you're you think you're the only person with those certain feelings, and it makes it worse. But you're not, and you're not the only one who's thinking what you're thinking. And um, it does get better, and there are ways to fix it, and there are ways to figure out what the problem is, and there is a solution. Definitely. No matter what. And how would you approach a friend who may have some symptoms of depression? Well, personally, I, I'm not a, like a psychiatrist or psychologist or anything like that, so I don't have like professional experience. But um, because I've dealt with depression, like I know what I would want a friend to do <laughs> me. Mm -hmm. um, I know that when I was really depressed, I was constantly in my head and constantly talking down to myself and disproving any sort of hope that I might have mustered up. So if I, if I were a friend, I would definitely continue to try to talk to them and figure out what's going on in their head. Like, don't um, brush it under the rug. Don't, um, don't alienate them. Don't get frustrated. Um, really try to listen to them and work with them and um, just really support them through everything because you really have no idea. You really have no idea. And I completely agree with that. I had a friend, actually I was just talking about this in the last segment, in middle school, who went through a really, really hard time after death in her family. And I think that through that experience and helping her through that, mm -hmm. I really learned not to patronize them and not to ostracize people who are depressed and who are going through these really hard times. I always try to be supportive and just listen, listen, listen to yeah. what they have to say because it really makes the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why do you think that depression is such an epidemic today? I know that a lot of teens and even adults are going through this. And I think in a way, my personal opinion, I think that depression has always been an issue. I don't think it's a new epidemic, but what's your opinion on that? Right. I don't think it's new also, but I do think that it's, um, it's definitely really, I'm not sure if it's even more prevalent, but maybe it's just more prevalent because I'm a teenager and like I grew up seeing all of these people depressed around me. I don't know, it's a generational thing or something. But um, I know that because of, like, the media is just so strong these days and definitely telling people who they should be and who they're not supposed to be, um, what girls should look like, um, how guys should look and feel and think. And if the moment you think that you're not, um, you just you become really depressed and you, your self-esteem crashes. Yeah, do you think technology has totally <laughs> created more depression or uh, that I, we just see it more? I think uh, personally because of Facebook, a lot of the times I'm comparing my life to other people's yeah. lives. 
And I'm thinking, man, she's doing something so cool right now. I'm just sitting here on my computer. That was where a lot of depression sprung from. I'm like, is my life really, like, awesome as this person's life? I don't know. But um, I think, yeah, Facebook and, and bullying and all sorts of things like that. It's easier to do that, in, like, through a computer screen. And that's actually exactly what our reporter, Alex, um said in our last segment he said that a lot of people do compare their lives to other people and it's actually really nice to hear you say that so then teens out there know that this is a common thing many people are going through this it isn't just them you're not alone like you just said but if you want to check out Jocelyn's links you can definitely go watch her YouTube videos I've seen a ton and I'm a subscriber myself I know I said that earlier in the show but be sure to go to youtube.com slash user slash J baby cool. We are out of time again, but thanks so much for joining us here on Express Yourself Teen Radio. For more information on Jocelyn, again, check out her YouTube. The channel is youtube.com slash user slash J baby cool. Please stay tuned to Express Yourself Teen Radio every Tuesday at noon Pacific for the latest on what's happening with youth. Thank you so much, Jocelyn, for coming on today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew and the team at Voice America, especially Bruce, who engineers our program. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions, so email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. Check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free. Get involved with Be The Star Charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for our free newsletter, and make a donation to keep Be The Star You Are Alive. I'm Young Juwan. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. Thank you for always tuning in every Tuesday at noon Pacific. Thanks to Star Style Productions for producing the show. Thanks to our guests from across the world. And thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Caitlin Darrow. And, I, and it's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program on Express Yourself. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, be positive and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. from Bookworm and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone Dave Farmer with Luke, I'm Your Father. Luke tells his buddy solo Riding on a tom-tom Gonna check on a projectile But he ran out of time to the ground.
Saxophone from the Kidstar album of the month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org. 